Welcome, everyone. We're thrilled to have with us today Dorian Dickinson. He is the co-founder and managing director of Funding Hope, a crowdfunding site, an investment crowdfunding site that is targeting solutions to big problems at the community level, at the global level, at every level. Dorian shares my passion for doing good and solving problems and sees, as I do, the uh, incredible opportunity there is to use uh, investment dollars uh, from the ordinary people, from the crowd, uh, to be part of the great solution to the world's big problems. So uh, this is going to be a great conversation. Don't miss it. Dorian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Devin. I really appreciate the time that you're taking to uh, talk about Funding Hope and how we can help communities in need. Now, the, the, the pleasure's all ours. And uh, this is an exciting opportunity. You, you've just launched, but uh, I, I love that you have launched straight in to the teeth of my passion. Uh, how did you arrive at the conclusion that crowdfunding could be a part of the solution to these problems? You know, it's funding hope is one of the good things that came out of COVID in a strange manner. Prior to COVID, I was doing rural development and economic development work, mostly in conflict zones and developing countries. Well, when COVID hit, my business went from 100 to zero in about 48 hours from there. So I took that time when we were all down and home to really look at how I could take some of the ex experience and knowledge that I gained overseas and how I could bring that back into the communities that are closer to home from there. And one of the first things that I realized was that many of the challenges being faced in developing countries and in rural areas, especially in conflict zones, are very similar to the challenges and, and struggles that are being faced here in distressed, at-risk, rural communities from that side of it. So I thought back as to what those challenges really were, how we can start to address them, and what it would look like to try to do some economic development work here in the States from there. And it always circled back to funding and not necessarily large-scale infrastructure funding, but funding that really hit the ground, really reached the people most in need in communities that could then drive economic development activity in their community that then would expand regionally. And at the end of the day, it would create a safer, healthier, cleaner environment for all from that side of it. So I started to advance my thought process of how we could do, how we could get more money into the hands of the people most in need. And when you look at traditional banking and Wall Street and the challenges that they had in getting money into the right hands, um, that wasn't really working. It wasn't reaching the people most in need. Then you start to look at government programs and well, having worked overseas with US money that was being given away, we know that didn't always work well either. So I said, we've got to engage more people. We have to make people aware of what's going on in communities around them and what can be done to improve the community that's next door, that could be just the next zip code over with the same name and same state that they have. Um, but to get the money into the hands of opportun opportunities and innovators who they might not even know about from there. So I started looking at where money was really going. And, you know, with 1% of venture capital going to startups in rural areas and less than 2% going to mi minority founders and female founders, 
these communities are severely underrepresented by traditional funding sources. And that's where Funding Hope came to mind and started to be born. It took me about a year to put the business model together and doing my research, doing my background on crowdfunding markets uh, and the regulation crowdfunding and where we could go with it and how we could reach those people most in need. You know, we did some in-depth research with a firm looking at exactly how many programs had been funded in these communities and where the funding was coming from and what the gaps were and how we could reach more people. Um, and then after that year, it took us about a year to get through the regulatory process. Uh, so we're very excited now that we are SEC regulated and FINRA member approved, and we're ready to go. We're vetting issuers now from communities all around the country, right now looking to raise between $500,000 and $5 million. And we're ready to go. We're ready to engage investors. We're ready to get their message out uh, to the community and potential investors for them. This is an exciting uh, point in your uh, trajectory as you start looking at actually having live deals on the website. That should happen any day now, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a couple more weeks still. We are waiting for some of the issuers to actually you know, provide their forms, provide the information that they need, get their marketing up and running. Uh, and for us to really engage with them on the strategy to help them achieve their goal from there. You know, one of the things that I think sets us apart from most crowdfunding platforms is we're not serving as just a marketplace of, hey, here we are, go ahead, list your business, and then reach out to your customers and friends and family and raise your funds. That doesn't always work. And it certainly doesn't always work in disadvantaged communities and rural communities from that side of it. So we're actively going to go out and help them target potential investors, make them aware of this opportunity that's there and really go and, and help drive that bottom line for them and help them achieve that goal, that funding goal that they need to advance their business. You know, running a small business is difficult in the best of circumstances. Running a, running a small business and developing a small business in communities in need is nearly impossible on its own. So we wanna take some of that heavy lifting off of our issuers and help them and drive investors to the platform and drive investors to their, their offering. You know, it is exciting to see what you're doing. And uh, as you think about the uh, opportunities, uh, what is the message that you share in broadly speaking for uh, investors, the, the broad principles, right? You, you don't have a deal live on your, your page. So right now in a way it's, you still have a little bit of wiggle room for talking about why people should be looking at investing via crowdfunding. What, what's your pitch? Yeah, I mean, our, our, our real pitch from that side of it is, you know, these communities that we're working in, which are distressed, at risk and rural zip codes across America are ripe with potential, but they're starving for capital. And this is an opportunity for us to connect everyday investors to these small business owners, entrepreneurs and innovators who are also contributing to sustainability and are target are, are committed to helping achieve UN sustainable development goals in these communities. Because at the end of the day, we're going to end up with safer, healthier, cleaner communities. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about your career before uh, COVID, before uh, Funding Hope. You know, People often ask me, 
how did I get to where I am? And I, I always start with a little bit of a laugh. And it's the first thing I say is you don't want to do it the way I did uh, or the way that I am doing it. You know, I haven't taken the easiest path to get where I am. But looking back, my career evolved in a unique and rewarding manner. Uh, prior to COVID and going way back to the beginning of my career, I started in law enforcement, which was a short-lived career for me. Uh, went into business development, uh, working in New York, had a successful career in the apparel industry, and then had an opportunity to sell a business. Uh, and I thought, I don't know what I want to do next. Um, said I always liked traveling to Chicago, so I moved to Chicago uh, and tried to think of what I was doing. Uh, from there, I started helping uh, some younger people who were athletes and celebrities with managing their money and how to invest their money and how to develop different things uh, and use their money for good from there. That's got me into more business development strategy and consulting. And some of the projects that we're working on were agritourism focused and agribusiness focused of really working in rural communities in America to get them to promote the assets in the, that they have in their community and show people from urban areas and suburban areas exactly what the rural lifestyle was like. Uh, that program was so successful, the American Farm Bureau Federation actually said that we were the first agribusiness program that they wanted to take nationally. So I started speaking around the country, took me down to Texas at one point, which brought me across the border into Mexico. And we started to develop different agriculture programs and rural development programs in these communities where by just bringing a little bit of economic development activity, we could then have public lighting in a community, which then you know, allowed a farmer's market to stay open longer, that allowed children to feel safe going to school, that let people walk around at night. Um, and we were growing this economic development activity at a small scale. And what we found was all of a sudden the drug cartels and the drug routes were shifting because there was hope in these communities. There, there was another way. There wasn't just one way that was a way that was not going to end well for anyone. And now they had new opportunities and new hope from there. Uh, the program was doing so well, we had an opportunity to go to Afghanistan and do a very similar project there and rural development routes that, uh, there and really be able to disrupt some of the movement that the Taliban had into areas, especially coming in around Kabul. Uh, to be able to develop programs there and up in Mazar-e Sharif and down in Kandahar uh, that really gave some stability and hope to these communities from there. Uh, from, from that part of the Middle East, I ended up working in the West Bank and working up in Lebanon and in Iraq as well. Uh, and then from there, some of our programs and development shifted to the rural areas of a very small country in South America, in Suriname. Uh, where we were able to actually develop some rural development programs there where we were able to bring in small-scale solar and be able to give them an opportunity. Now, these are people that are very tribal and are hunters and fishermen by nature. We now gave them that opportunity to, with solar to be able to have refrigeration and freezing. But with for refrigeration and freezing, they could now move their product into the city where they could sell it in the farmer's market and bring home some additional funding and money into their community, which would help their community grow. Uh, so that's kind of where I went. It's a, a long and winding climb uh, and the climb certainly isn't finished and I'm nowhere near the summit of where I wanna be, uh, but we're gonna keep moving forward. 
Well, that is a great, great story. I, I really appreciate that. What what amazing work. Uh, I, I would love to just spend a few days uh, chatting with you about your experiences from the uh, West Bank to Suriname. Oh my gosh, what, 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 ah, the stories, the stories. Uh, I can't wait to, to follow up. But listen, uh, we're going to take a quick break, everyone. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes after, after the short message. We'll be back with Dorian to talk about his superpower. Join us for the Super Crowd Hour with Leah bollier Gatreau of King's Crowd as she explains how you can start investing for impact with just $100 on August 16th at 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific. Register now at thesupercrowd.com. Welcome back. We're, we're just thrilled to have you uh, here. We've got with us today... Dorian Dickinson, and uh, he is the uh, managing director, and he is the uh, co-founder of Funding Hope, and we're uh, excited to, to have him with us today. Now, Dorian, uh, you have been doing this uh, amazing work uh, throughout your career, but your new focus uh, has brought you to uh, this place where uh, I, I see you really uh, doing kind of amazing work at building on a successful, profoundly important career. What do you see as your superpower? Wow, you know, thanks for asking that, Devin. I guess I, I look at my superpower as a blended cocktail of perseverance, humility, and true empathy. Uh, my background has given me the wherewithal to push through any difficulty or challenge and continue to pivot when necessary to see the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, which I always hope is not a train coming at me uh, from there. Humility gives me a clear understanding of my strengths and weaknesses, and I fully embrace my limitations um, and recognize that I'm not always the sharpest knife in the drawer uh, from that. And then true empathy really lets me move beyond just understanding someone's feelings and mentally connect with their needs and situation to gain a, a deeper insight into their state of mind and how they're acting the way that they are and how we can improve their position to give them hope for the future. Yeah, uh, that is a profound uh, superpower, that that trio. And as you think about the those, those elements, um, can you think of a specific example of a time when, when those elements came together for you to uh, accomplish something you're proud of? Can, and can you share that story with us? Yeah, th there's one thing in my career that really stands out. Um, and, and, you know, it, and I don't look at it as an, the end result as an accomplishment yet, because I'm not done and we're going to go back and we're going to get it. You know, I, few years ago, before COVID, I was standing on a rooftop in Kabul, Afghanistan, uh, with a government official from there. And we had a, a small team with us. And we were doing the work we were doing. Some of it was urban work. Some of it was rural work. But the, the man had his son with him. And he was a 12-year-old boy who the father took out of school that day just so he could meet me. And the boy came up to me. And he said, you know, I just love the work that you're doing here. And I pray to God that you'll be successful. 
and you'll make the country a better place for us. And that just stuck with me where I, I really put myself in his father's foot footsteps. I put myself being the, that young boy again of what it would be like, what his life is like and how we could make it better and what we can do to make it better. And it's not bringing Western philosophy there. It's listening to them, listening to what their needs are, listening to how they would like to accomplish their goals, their ambitions, to restore that hope in what they can do moving forward in life. And that is, it stays with me every day. Um, since the U.S. withdrawal of Afghanistan, I've tried to find the father, I've tried to find the son, and have not been able to yet. But, you know, my work's not done there. And I know I'll find a way back there to help them. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's amazing. Um, I, I I'm confident that you'll ultimately be successful in that effort. Uh, the I um I want to ask for some advice. You know, as people are listening to you, watching you, they're thinking about uh, how to develop these skills that you've combined into a superpower your perseverance and empathy and uh, tell us now if you would uh how you would coach and advise us to develop that that ability to strengthen that i realize that you have some natural ability there but we can all learn to do it better how would you coach us to do that yeah i, I think I, i'm learning every day to do it better uh, and i'm far from getting it right uh, many days from that side of it. But I, I think he, everybody needs to take a step out of themselves and they really need to try to put themselves in the other person's footsteps, really understand where this person is coming from by listening to them. Listening is such a huge, huge um, attribute that people need to adapt and really need to understand uh, so that people can then share what they want uh, what they what they need so that then you can come back and you can look at how you can help guide them uh, and help them achieve some level of success of where they want to be. You know, in, in the military, it's called followership. And followership is really a key attribute of leadership that you need to understand that what somebody is telling you before you can act as a leader first. Yeah, that's that's really I think important. As you think about your experience in deploying this skill set uh, as a superpower, uh, what other lessons could you share with us for developing this strength? You know, I, I think really keeping a check on yourself from that, as I, I said earlier. I mean, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Um, you know, do a gut check every day of what you can learn and who you can learn from. Everybody has the opportunity to learn and everybody else has that opportunity to educate someone. So I think by really taking the time to learn from somebody and when you're having a conversation with somebody, always try to leave with one or two ideas of what you've learned while you're having a conversation with them, will make the world a whole lot better place. You know, I, I always say the world would be a whole lot better place if people would just step outside themselves sometimes 
And I think that holds true um, for most people. That's uh, really profound. Uh, you know, the need for us to step outside ourselves. It's, it's so difficult. Uh, it, it just is contrary to our nature. But the more we can learn to think about that, I'm, I'm convinced that you're right, that we can uh, make it a superpower that enables us to really do so much more good. So thank you very, very much, Dorian. Um, before we wrap up, I wonder if you would just take a minute and tell people how they can learn more about Funding Hope and how they can connect with you. I want to be very clear that I'd invite you to take a minute here as we wrap up to make sure that people know how they can sign up to raise money and sign up to invest. Uh, take a minute, make sure people know how they can begin those processes. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fundinghope.com, F-U-N-D-I-N-G-H-O-P-E.com uh, is, our, is our website and platform, investment platform. From there, you can sign up to receive our newsletter. You can sign up to become an investor. You can, uh, once we have the issuers up there, anybody will be able to view, view the marketplace and view the uh, companies that we're raising money with uh, online and take it from there. You know, the communities we're working with are distressed, at risk, and rural communities across America. From there, anybody can send us an email if they have an issuer that they'd like us to consider and look from there. Uh, because we, as I said earlier, these communities are ripe with potential, but they're starving for capital. And we know that by investing more money individually and getting more money in the hands of these upper un, underrepresented founders, this will increase the investment into under underrepresented communities. And until the capital investment sector is balanced, there's little progress that can be made on creating an equitable funding solution. Um, engaging the crowd can be a big step forward to a more sustainable business and safer, healthier, cleaner communities. That's great. Now, before we wrap up, uh, Dorian, what is the best way for people to connect with you personally? Uh, I'm available on LinkedIn. Uh, luckily, with a name like Dorian Dickinson, there aren't many of us out there. Uh, but I, I am on, on on LinkedIn and very active on LinkedIn, so you can find me on there. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook from that side of it. Fantastic. Well, uh, Dorian, we really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. We appreciate your insights, and we want to wish you every success with Funding Hope as you seek to solve some of the world's big problems one deal at a time in small rural places around the country and ultimately around the world. We want to see you succeed every single day from here on out. Devin, thank you so much for having me. And actually, you're the real superhero here. Uh, and we appreciate all the work you're doing. Doran, thank you. Now, let's do some good. <laughs>